With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Another day, another Dan Patrick Show. If you'd like to watch Peacock. Peacock. I like the way you say Peacock. If you want to listen later, download the podcast. Download. (laughs) Download. But right now, three hours live of the best sports talk on the air. Welcome to the Dan Patrick Show. I love Dan Patrick. Oh, my God. Home to the biggest guests and best sports talk on radio. I love it. One of my favorites. Mm. Normally, home to Dan Patrick. Hope you'll miss us. But today, Dan and the Danettes are off. Don't see another radio show behind my back, please. And filling in, it's Doug Gottlieb and Rob Parker. There we go. It's good. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave, this is the Dan Patrick Show. What up? Good morning to you. Welcome in. This is the Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Alongside my pal, Rob Parker, who, uh, I mean, we should do the story at some point, Rob. What story like the, is that, dog? The 15 years ago. We should have worked together 15 years ago story. Is that, is that crazy? Seriously, think about that. It's crazy. It was close. It was, I was, it close. was close. I thought I did all right on the tryout. I guess not, right? <laughs> I didn't get the job. Yeah, well, I mean, you asked for $2.3 million, and it was it was. It, it would have been lot. a bargain back then. It was, no, it it was it, a bargain. It was, it was a bargain. Welcome to this is the Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Rob Parker, Doug Gottlieb, in for Dan and the Danettes. Don't worry, folks. They'll be back on Monday, as uh, if you've been following their travels, especially Polly down the south uh uh, filling, filling up his gullet with all kinds of good eats. We got, we got a great show for you. Uh, kind of programming note, Eric Mangini, the Mangenius, will join us upcoming in 20 minutes. We'll get you ready for the NFL draft. And then uh, Frank Isola, of course, who covers the NBA. We'll get his thoughts on Anthony Davis, who has been cleared for all physical activity, cleared for 
a return as we get ready for the stretch run of the regular season, the play-in round of the playoffs, and then the NBA playoffs. And Andrew Brandt will join us in the third and final hour of the show. He of sports business fame. And we'll ask him about uh, some of the contract situations as well as um, at players universally seemingly refusing to show up to voluntary. Let's do the uh, Joey from Friends thing. Voluntary exactly. workouts in the National Football League. But well, um, I, go ahead. I was just going to say, Doug, I, I was going to say, looking forward to the next three hours with you on the show. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. But I do want to say happy Jackie Robinson Day number two for you. Major League Baseball decided that it would be uh, it's usually April 15th, which is the day he broke into the major leagues in 1947 and broke the color barrier. But they're also doing it today. So all the players are wearing number 42 uh, to honor such a great man. And tonight, Doug, I'll be the guy who can't wait to watch the Padres and Dodgers down in San Diego weekend series. The Dodgers have set up their rotation with their three best pitchers for a series in week two of the baseball season against uh, the Padres. And somehow, Fernando Tatis is expected to play. Do you remember the shoulder popping out 10 days ago? Yeah. Yeah, he's uh is he Riggs or is he Murtog from uh from Lethal Weapon? I think it was Riggs, right? Mel Gibson's character was Riggs. Somebody looked that up. Somebody looked that up. Yeah, it was it was Riggs. Do, do, do you know are you were you a Lethal Weapon fan back Yeah, then? I remember that. Tell, tell me what am I missing? I, I just Okay, so it. he used to Mel Gibson's character was Riggs, Riggs and Murtog. Riggs, Murtog, get in here. That. Right? right. Okay. Yep. So uh, that was a good. Uh, uh, it was movie. great, and then yeah, they added yeah. Chris Rock and Joe Pesci. Like it, yeah. like it, it really kind of revived the series. Um, but but your black, but your black. Anyway, um, uh, so anytime they get in the hijinks and Riggs would get tied up, or one time he was underwater tied up, right? In order to get out of being tied up. Spoiler alert. Uh, I know it's a 25, 30 year old movie. If, if somebody's going to be like, Doug ruined the movie for me, that was out I 25 ruined years the ago. weapon, right. too. Uh, he could pop his shoulder out of socket oh, there we and go. then okay. pop his shoulder back into socket. Of course, it was only it was only in case of emergency. It was like that break glass only in case of emergency. Right. Only pop have, your shoulder out. In case have of you emergency. ever had your shoulder out, Doug, real quick? Have your shoulder, uh, has your shoulder ever popped out? I think out? so. Like, I think so. I, you know, like, I, but no, I've never had it to the point where somebody goes like, come here, bite on this piece of wood. Right. You know, like, it pops it back in. But I thought but, he was going to be out for a couple of months. I'm just shocked. He took batting practice in Pittsburgh earlier this week. I'm shocked he's playing. And, I don't, and if they were playing the Cleveland Indians this weekend, Doug, would he be playing? No. But, okay. but, they, hate, but they hate the it's, A rivalry's good. Baseball no, I know. absolutely needs it. Absolutely positively needs it. All Real right. quick on Jackie Robinson. Like, yes. Th- there's a lot to him, which is amazing, right? Like, he was a great tennis player. People forget. So, when I, I grew up in Southern California, and he went to John Muir High School in Pasadena. And but when I was a freshman, we played against what I thought was the best basketball player ever at John Muir High School, which was Jock Vaughn. We played against him in the his We yep. ended his career um, in the, I think, the CIF quarterfinals or whatever. Anyway, Jock was amazing, amazing before he I went on to, him. and okay. of course now he's an assistant with the associate head coach with the Brooklyn Nets. Well, it turns out then it was like, no, 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 actually Stacy Ogman is what well, I thought was the greatest modern athlete at John Muir High School. Stacy Ogman was all state in three different sports. 
And they're like, no, nobody is going to be the greatest athlete in John Mayer. I was like, why? Like Jackie Robinson went there. Like, okay, so he's a great baseball player. Like, no, no, football, (laughs) basketball, track, track, baseball, and tennis. And then he went to junior college and like, you know, like now our feelings of junior college are, well, you only go there if you're under recruited, you have no grades. Like that wasn't the case. It was just, it was just different. And then of course, you know, he was an all American in in three sports at at UCLA. So uh, he was in addition to, and and he served in the military. So there really is zero boxes that he didn't check. And I, I don't think anyone who's a, reasonable human being who knows anything about history shouldn't say like, Hey, you know, we can go from two days to a whole week. It doesn't really matter. He's that impactful human being on the sports world. No doubt. And what baseball does for him. And, and you know, this Doug being a, a former athlete to have your number retired throughout, you know, a whole sport tells you your uh, importance and your place in history. And uh, 1947, I could just, that's 20, some odd years before the civil rights movement. Just think about what America was like in 1947 and what he had to endure. And if you ever seen, did you watch 42, the movie? Yes. Yeah. Well, just the scene where he's in Philadelphia and, and the manager is going off on him and calling him all kinds of names. It was very tough to watch. And I can imagine, you know, what it was like for him. And not only did he persevere through that, Doug, he became the rookie of the of the year, and back then there weren't American League and National League. There was just one rookie of the year. And think about this. The only black guy in Major League Baseball, all the writers who voted for the awards were white, all the fans, you know, you know, basically or whatever, and all everybody. And this guy persevered, played well enough to earn that award. I, I, I think it's an incredible story. It, it is. Don Parker, Doug Gottlieb, Dan and the Danettes are off for uh, one more day back on Monday. This is the Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, let, let's get to uh, let's get to something that happened yesterday. Uh, Josh Fields, Josh Fields. I'm, I'm going back to Oklahoma State history. Uh, okay, who's quarterback, of course, went on to play in Major League Baseball for the White Sox. Um, uh, you, you look at at what's happening with the quarterback position as we get ready for for the draft. We all know Trevor Lawrence is going one. It seems, it seems like a foregone conclusion. We know who's going number two with, with Zach Wilson. You okay with that? Yeah, that's, that's what everybody's talking about that the jets, that's what they're going to, that's what they're going to pick and, and go on from there. Okay. So Trevor Lawrence, one, um, Zach Wilson, two. And then the question becomes, what do the San Francisco 49ers do at three? Do they go Justin Fields? Do they go Trey Lance? Do they go Mac Jones? Of course, he had his second pro day. And for people who aren't really following this thing, you're like, well, what did he screw up in his first pro day? Now, it's not like Lonzo Ball. So Lonzo Ball had a bad uh, individual workout with the Lakers, and then they had a second individual workout. I was like, no, no, no let me fix that. Come to this other gym, and I'll, I'll come work. That, that's not what happened with Justin Fields. What happened with Justin Fields is there are no individual workouts. You can't do private workouts for a team by rule this year because of COVID. So you have a second pro day, but you really invite one team and it becomes a, a de facto uh, private private workout. And, and so we're kind of left with the what will Kyle Shanahan do? Apparently, uh, Justin Fields doing everything in his power to be that number three selection, even switching his his uh, when he takes a snap under center. I guess Kyle Fields, uh, Kyle uh, Shanahan is a. Uh, a nitpicker on having your right foot back. He's always had his left foot back. So he switched from his left to his right. 
back to the front, back. Anyway, um, so if, if, if it's you, Rob, what, what's your take on number three, the quarterback, who the Niners are going to take? Yeah, I, it doesn't sound like they're going to take Justin Fields. And, and I guess that's where I'm, I'm curious about him and whether or not, Doug, it's fair that, uh, you know, Ohio State quarterbacks have a bad rap. That, that, and I'm not Joe Burrow excluded, right? Because uh, he looks like the real deal. I know he got hurt, but he looked like— Well, he left Ohio State in order to play. Right. But, I mean, they, they, I, I wouldn't count—well, he came from there is what I was saying. Oh, okay. I, understand. I understand. Right, right. But, but, uh, so I'm not counting him. But Dwayne Haskins, right, was the, la- the, la- the latest guy who went to Washington. And maybe he'll revive his career, uh, you know— uh, in, in New Orleans, is it New Orleans? Where did, yeah, New Orleans. I thought he went to Pittsburgh. Oh, Pittsburgh. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking of uh, Pittsburgh. But but uh, there's just a, a long list of guys uh, that just haven't seemed to pan out. Uh, Troy Smith, right? Terrell Pryor, Cardell Jones. Everybody thought. Remember in the championship game, he the, the road to the championship game. He he beat the four best teams in the country. He looked like an uh, an unbelievable player. Uh, going back to Arch Schleister, do you remember him? I think sure. he was the fourth overall pick. Sure. He had a gambling issue, but he also didn't play that well in the NFL. Uh, actually, never won a game as a starter, which is uh, – he was the fourth uh, pick. But anyway, I just wonder if if uh, Fields isn't going to go – because he did everything he was supposed to do in college, Doug. Uh, so why wouldn't San Francisco want him if if, if they don't pick him – do you think it has something to do with that? Or do you just think it's that they like uh, the other guy better? Mac Jones. Yeah, Mac, Mac Jones, Jones better. Jones. You know what I mean? Like, Well, like, like look, it's, it's hard to read the tea leaves. I was, I was listening to Clay Travis who preceded this show, and I've, I've seen this online at Bet Rivers uh, Sportsbook, which is um, that he's now the betting favorite to be that number three pick. But I, I don't know if that matters. You're right. People in the NFL are saying it, it's going to be Mac Jones. There's a lot to it. I don't think it has anything to do with where he played. You know, he started his career at Georgia. He was the number one recruit in in high school. Um, he was he was he was a backup. He transfers. He plays right away, and he was he was spectacular his first season. This year, he was he was very very good. And then, of course, the national semifinal game, he basically right. threw a perfect game. I mean, he was incredible, incredible. Um, but like, look, there's there's obviously some flaws to what he does in comparison to what a Trevor Lawrence does, what a Zach Wilson does, because he's not really in consideration for those top two picks, even though he's a profound talent. I, I don't, I honestly don't care what he did in college. We've seen enough great college quarterbacks fall by the wayside. The pros Big to understand time. it's a, Big it's time. a different sport. It, it might as well be a different, they still play with 11 guys on your side, 11 on the other and it's football and it's helmets. But, but a, a, a lot of, a lot of what it takes to be a great NFL quarterback is not a lot of what it takes necessarily to be a college quarterback. My, my question, though, is um, it feels like Mac Jones is more refined at this point in his career, closer to his ceiling, but more refined and, and more ready to play maybe in the NFL level than Fields and Trey Lance. But if that's the case, why would you hold on to Jimmy Garoppolo? Right. If you're going to hold on to Jimmy Garoppolo for a year, and we don't know if that's what they're doing, they may hold on to him just until after the draft, make sure they get their guy, and then tra- and and then trade him to the New England Patriots, who I don't think they're going to really going to roll back out there with with Cam Newton. But if you're going to get a guy who you think 
needs to develop. If you're going to try and do the Pat Mahomes, which is what they've, they've told people, we're going to do the Pat Mahomes, develop right. a guy for a year, then get rid of Garoppolo. And then it'll be his team. Doesn't that feel more like a Lance and a field situation than a Mac Jones situation? I'm just trying to read the tea leaf because. Oh, I here, see what you're saying. Cause you're saying Mac Jones is ready to play, right? He's ref- yes. more refined. So yes. if you get that guy, put him in. The only way you learn to play the N- quarterback in the NFL is by playing quarterback in the NFL. Right? So what would be your hesitation? I agree. Yes. Yes. So I, again, I'm just trying to read the tea leaves. You know, the, the Kyle Shanahan thing is this. I, do I think that he thinks he knows more than everybody else about his system? Sure. But I also think there's reason that he may think he knows more because he actually may know more about what he needs in his system and what he hasn't been getting. Look, the guys he's had most success with, I know RG3 was the rookie of the year, but and, and um, you know, they acquiesced to RG3 and, and basically ran Baylor's offense. They tried to make him into their style of quarterback. Some of it was injuries, but some of it's just that's not who he is. Because so, he had an unbelievable rookie year. Unbelievable rookie year. And and then he was playing hurt and then towards ACL in that, that ill-fated playoff game, I think, against Seattle at, at home. Um, but, like, look, the guys he's had success with in the NFL, Matt Schaub, right, Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, like th- those guys are guys that you'd think lower ceiling, you know, more ready to play, just good, solid quarterbacks. Like, is he going to draft one of those kind of guys at number three in the draft? That would be that would be stunning. Because if I'm, I think the reason Fields wants to go three, and obviously Lance, it's not the ego of going three. It's dude, that's a setup, right? It's a great setup. They, right. They're going to have you're going to get to sit for parts of a year and learn. They got a good offensive line. They know how to run the football. They got talent outside the numbers, and their defense is stacked. Stacked. And and every quarterback who's played for Shanahan has had better success than their talent would normally tell you. Right? Like Jimmy Garoppolo hadn't really played. He comes in, he go takes him to a Super Bowl. His his last his he last ended the season, okay, as the starting quarterback of a Super Bowl team that had a twenty eight to ten lead in the in the fourth quarter. So you know, look, if they can do that with Jimmy Garoppolo, what can they do with one of these young star quarterbacks? I think that's why everybody wants to get to that that third spot. I just, I, my answer is I don't know. Do do you know? And I don't think it has anything to do with Ohio State. I really don't. Guys running wide open in college football because they have more talent than everybody else. I don't think that takes away from what people see and what people don't see about Justin Fields. All right, let's uh, let's let's do this. We'll table it. Eric Mangini is going to going to join us upcoming next, and we'll get his thoughts plus his thoughts on Julian Edelman, who called it who called it a career this week. Of course, he's a former assistant uh, with the New England Patriots, and then a head coach with the Jets playing against Julian Edelman. That's upcoming next. With Rob Parker, I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. 
And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to to discover and Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS, all in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, turns out, nope, I was wrong. Because hmm. then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly, I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Polly. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick cut, flip your whole world upside down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice, and you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. I'm getting upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. All right, let's let's get ready for the NFL draft. Eric Mangini, of course, has been a part of some incredible coaching staffs in San Francisco, 
uh, head coach of the Jets, the Browns, and of course, a longtime assistant with the New England Patriots. And he, he's kind enough to spend some time with us here on the DP show. And Even Eric, though he found out I was on it, I'm surprised he didn't cancel the appearance. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the reason, that's the reason I came on is because you're on it. I love. All right, I love I'm just wondering. I'm just uh, wondering. Eric, let, let's <laughs> let let's start with number three. Okay, the number three pick. That's really where the where, where the draft will will turn. Give me your sense of of Kyle Shanahan, right? Like again, this is football outsider says. Okay, Kyle Shanahan, you know, specific desire offense, kind of a little bit of a quarterback guru. You know, there's some confidence there. Some people think a little arrogance there, but he's been really, he's been really, really successful. Really successful. You know, Houston, Matt Schaub, they were successful with. Matt Ryan was the MVP. Um, RG3, they changed their system. He was the rookie of the year. And of course, they went to a Super Bowl with with Garoppolo. What do you think he's looking for? Also choked down two Super Bowls, but that's another story. No no question they choked two Super Bowls. No question. But they did have the lead in both Super Bowls. No, but they didn't do the right thing at the end of the games. He he should have two Super Bowls. Inarguable. Inarguable. Uh, But, but Eric, take me inside a coach's mind, a GM's mind, and John Lynch, and what you think they're looking for at three. Well, this this is such an interesting discussion because people seem to be – very unhappy that they would be considering Mac Jones at, at this spot. But but what's forgotten is, is that coaches don't go into a quarterback evaluation saying, what, what is the guy going to do when my play breaks down? That That's not the starting point. So it doesn't start with mobility. It starts with how well can this guy run my system? How well can he go through his read progressions? How well can he throw the ball when the whole world knows that he has to throw the ball at, at the end of the game? And, and that's the starting point, and, and Mac Jones has done that really well. So I can see why he's in the, in the discussion. You know, you look at a guy like Justin Fields, who's also had uh, very good accuracy, has, has won a lot of games, has done a lot of really good things, and is a more mobile player, and, and you can argue for the upside. But they're going through this process right now, and this process – will probably go right up right up until the draft where, where they're getting to know the human beings as well. Because playing quarterback, it's part of what you do on the field, but it's also all the other stuff that goes into it, your level of preparation, your, your ability to, to comprehend multiple concepts, read defenses, affect other players. And I think that's where the change can take over even the next couple weeks or already has as, as they get to know the human beings. What about Trevor Lawrence's comments, Eric? Uh, you, you saw in SI people talking about him, his dad, his coach. He could give up football tomorrow. He said he's not going to stress out or like over football every waking minute of the day. Does that Would that bother you as a head coach, or would you just look at it and say, you know, this, he's a different kind of guy. He can play when he's on the field, but – He's not consumed or obsessed by it. Do you need to be obsessed to be a good player in the NFL? Yeah, I think you need to be obsessed to be a, uh, a good quarterback in the NFL, especially because there, there's so many details and and it's such a it's such a grind mentally. Jimmy Johnson has talked about the idea of, of drafting guys that don't have a parachute, where where he would go get some guys who who if football didn't work out, they didn't have a plan B, and that constantly motivated them to, to, to be successful. And 
you know, he's in a, obviously, this is a, a different situation, but you, you'd love to hear the guy who is chasing Tom Brady or chasing Peyton Manning or chasing the greats. And I know he doesn't have a chip on his shoulder because he's going to be drafted number one overall, but you, you really ideally want the guy who is, is, is desperately searching for greatness especially taking him as the first pick in the draft. But, but, but Eric, let me, let me push back on this. This is the problem I have. Okay. There are plenty of those guys, and a lot of them don't succeed or aren't very good. So you can, you know, I, I've tell, tell the me coach, the guys, Rob, Rob tell, minute, me the guy, me tell me the guys who, do, who, who succeed. I've talked to who NFL players who told me that they don't love football. No, quarterbacks. Because they, they can all, all, this, me, this hear me out. Okay. Also, NFL coaches. Oh, yeah, they don't go home. They sleep on the couch. They, they, they stay in the, their office. They watch film 23 hours a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't win any Super Bowls. They don't win. They still get fired. I'm not saying that, that, that you know, having that is a bad thing, but I don't think that that automatically means you're going to be a great player because you obsess over it or – it's the only thing you think about all day. That, that's my point is that no. I think there are a lot of guys who, who, who live that life who aren't successful because they don't have talent. Well, yeah, we're, we're assuming the starting point is talent. And, and when you talk about those guys, Rob, that, that do obsess and, and aren't ultimately successful winning the Super Bowl, where would they be if they didn't obsess? Maybe, maybe they've reached the highest level that they've reached because of their – Obsession, and to me, I'm a big believer that that talent sets, sets the floor and character sets the ceiling, and that if you have a guy with with really high character and drive, and I'm not taking anything away from Trevor Lawrence, but when you have that situation, average becomes good, good becomes great, and great becomes a Hall of Famer because you're you're pairing up the talent with that that but, that but drive see, Eric, and that character. I, I think that's just I think that's just. PR talk to, to, to that if I don't say anything, if I didn't say anything, you wouldn't think anything of me. But if I go out and tell you, oh, yeah, football is all I think about and I can't whatever. Then all of a sudden your whole mentality or the way you look at me changes, whether that's true or not. I could have given you a phony story if I'm Trevor Lawrence and told you that. And then you would tell me that you would think he has a chance of being a great the greatest quarterback ever because he gave you a, a phony story about how you're obsessed with football and he wasn't honest with you and told you that it doesn't matter to him? Do you see what I'm saying? No. If you're telling me someone's lying, that's different. And, and I have no problem with someone expressing sincerely how they feel. I just think that maybe it's similar to an Andrew Luck situation where Andrew had other alternatives. He had other things that that he wanted to do, and he decided it was time to move on from football. That's, that's his right, and, and he earned that right, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. You're asking me from an executive standpoint or from a head coaching standpoint, do I want someone that is chasing Tom Brady? Yeah, I, I do. I'm not saying I want someone to lie to me, but I would like someone that, that has that mentality. I think that's, that is helpful. Yeah, no, it's it's one of those, and even if they lie or tell the truth, I mean that that's part of why you spend so much money and do background research in these guys. Uh, but but Rob, you know, I I push back like y- you go through, and I mean, why did why the why the Rams sour on Jared Goff, right? Why they sour on Jared Goff? They soured on Jared Goff because they felt like he wasn't he wasn't he didn't obsess over it, he, he didn't obsess over it. 
So Matthew Stafford is obsessed over it but hasn't won a playoff game in 12 years or a big game? Well, he also wasn't surrounded. Again, no, no I watched back. his whole entire career. There were plenty of opportunities for him to carry that team. And, and it's not true. Everybody's blaming everybody but Matthew Stafford. And my point is only that, uh, yeah, okay, Matthew Stafford is better. Yeah, okay, because he put up meaningless numbers in meaningless games where he's down 21 points in the first quarter. That's the Rob, Matthew you're, Stafford. You're literally the only person on earth who, who, who thinks that Matt Stafford is not, not a very good quarterback. Like, you just, you're, you're, but you're right. also the, you're the only guy the who thinks that. I'm the one who watched every game from the start of his I, I, I got, right. I got it. I, I, I understand. I, you, I know, you know I what your you passion watched, for life. You, watch, you, watched, you watched highlights. No, no, no. I, Matthew I don't, Stafford. You watched I'm gonna, highlights. I'm going to be honest I with you. I barely watched the, I'm going to be honest with you. I barely watched the Lions. But what I know is, I know that the NFL, he wouldn't have commanded a starting quarterback and other first-round picks unless he had a ton of value because the evaluators in the NFL believe he's a top-flight quarterback who is simply surrounded with an absolute mess of a franchise. That's what he thinks. He, was, he never played in a system which, which, Funny, which, which a, helped, a, his, helped his skill set. The, the, again, ask it or ask Eric Mangini. Right? Like when he played for Jim Bob Cooter, I've talked to NFL people like, dude, he played for the most rudimentary systems where they didn't even use motion. Like everybody's Calvin static. Johnson got into the Hall of Fame on the first ballot uh, with playing on a horrible franchise, right? But but he but but, but you're, you're conflating things. Nobody, that, you're conflating nobody. things. Nobody ever said he didn't have anybody. They weren't a well-run. They didn't have a good defense. They didn't have a good running game. And, you're not winning any championships. A defense, running game, and, and okay. quality franchise. Just, Sorry, go ahead, go ahead, I, Eric. I think too. I think too, Rob. What, what comes in the equation with this is you, we're, we're not playing golf, right? It's not an individual game. You are dependent on, on the people that are around you. And, and to go back to the original question, the, the obsessing over, over the game and, and, and your progress in the game and your approach to the game, to me, you're hoping that that leads to them maximizing the natural talent that they have. That, that, that's where I'm saying the correlation is. If someone isn't as obsessed, it doesn't mean they won't necessarily achieve at a certain level but you wonder, are they going to achieve at the level that they could potentially achieve at? Hey, all right, let's switch to this. Teams are skipping the uh, voluntary workouts. Eric, what do you make of that, you know, with the COVID concerns? Uh, if you were coaching and your team didn't want to come in, did, would you understand? Look, this is such a this is such a uh, unpredictable and, and uncertain time that it's hard to pass judgment on anybody's decision in relationship to COVID. The thing that I, I haven't seen is what protocols are not in place that the players disagree with, and, and, and that's, that's where it just seems a little disingenuous is what is the NFL not doing to make you feel as secure as possible? If, if they were not providing testing, if they were not providing vaccinations, if they were not so, social if they weren't doing everything they could – then I would say, of course, they, you, you shouldn't go in. But, but I, I don't see that part of it, Rob. So, what are the issues? So you're that saying that players, met? you're saying players just don't want to work out. That that the NFL needs to get rid of the word voluntary, right? And either you make it a part of their contract that they come in for these workouts, or you eliminate it. So that's you're saying that it has nothing to do with COVID. That the players don't want to come in. No, I, I, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it has nothing to do with COVID because, look, COVID has something to do with everything that, that everybody's doing now. 
but I'm trying to understand what are the what are the roadblocks between coming in and, and, and not coming in that I the NFL isn't trying to overcome. I think your point is well taken, and that's what I, I'm asking. I, I don't think it has anything to do with COVID. It's, it's, a, it's a joke. They, they agreed to a 10-year collective bargaining agreement, and they did not address this. Right? They, they have a CBA for 10 years. They did not address or change any, the, you know, the, the wording of the voluntary right. workouts, and they're using a loophole to try Well, They're using COVID. Like, oh, we can't come in because of COVID. Okay, so you can go work out in a private facility? Right. That's what you want to do. You can work at a private facility and possibly that, that doesn't make any sense. That argument holds no water. By the way, NFL where, players where were frustrated that? last year over not being able to get into their facilities to work out. Now you don't want to work out like I'm, it's very it basically feels like the union, you know, trying to throw their weight around and it doesn't make any sense. And it does put some guys in a bind because there are guys that have incentives tied into the off-season program that, that that they can earn, and there there are a bunch of, of players that do really benefit from being in the building, whether it's through the strength and conditioning program or the work on the field or the work with the coaches. So when you when you make these these blanket decisions to that affects whole groups of people, you're really taking the voluntary aspect away from from the player from a union perspective. Eric Mangini, our guest here on the Dan Patrick Show. Rob Parker, uh, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes. What are the Patriots going to do at quarterback? That's that's a uh, that's that's a wonderful question. You know, they, it's it's not a an easy problem to solve, obviously, and it's not like this is the first time they've had to address the quarterback issue. Bills drafted eleven quarterbacks over the last twenty years. And then he drafted another one in, in Cleveland. And, you know, you hit the football lottery with Tom Brady in, in the sixth round. And you could say that, that you did well with Jimmy Garoppolo, however you want to, you know, view his success or, or failure. Matt Castle would probably be the next most successful guy. It, it's not easy. People are talking about it as, oh, just trade up and go get a guy. It, it just it, it doesn't. It doesn't work that way. They've been trying to replace Tom Brady because of his age for the last, you know, six or seven years, and they haven't hit. I, I think they'll they'll continue to to look for guys. I imagine they'll get a guy maybe in the second or third round. It's it's hard to envision him trading up high in the first. You know, he hasn't done it in 26 years as a head coach, where he's traded or drafted a quarterback in the first round. Maybe this will be the year. I mean, if his free agency spending was was uncharacteristic as well. It just it just hasn't been the pattern, though. Eric, what about uh, Julian Edelman? Uh, called it a career with the Patriots, retired after he failed his physical, and that's a wrap. Uh, won a Super Bowl MVP, was on a Super Bowl-winning team three times. Uh, regular season stats, not so good. Is he a Hall of Famer in your opinion? Uh, I would imagine he's got to be deep in the discussions for, for Hall of Fame because of what he's done in the postseason. I mean, the guy averaged six, well, over six catches per game in the, in the postseason. Never made, made some, a Pro Bowl, never was an All-Pro. How could he be a Hall of Famer, Eric? Come on, seriously. Well, the, I, don't know, I don't know if the Pro Bowl is the all-pro, end-all. Nope, All-Pro? Never an All-Pro? That's a Hall of Famer? Well, you're looking. You're looking at at the success that New England has. 
How much credit would you give him for for those successful years? Was he, uh, let, let, let me let me ask let me ask you was he you're, just you're, an, an irrelevant part. You know, no, Eric. I, I think you make a great point. This is this you're you're going to help obviously make my point, which be I think as fans we talk about stats or even catches. It's like all the little things. What, what's the most important down in football? Third down, and he and Wes Welker were dominant on third down. Why can't a slot wide receiver? Be in the Hall of Fame if you're the best slot wide receiver who makes the most impactful plays in a Super Bowl. How right? come he? But but if he did all that during his playing career, his numbers. There are so many other guys who played his position. Who have way, Heinz Ward has way better statistics. He's not in the Hall of Fame. Okay, he won a Super Bowl MVP. He helped the the, the Steelers. Uh, during their runs and, and was a great player. He's not in the Hall of Fame. And here's the other caveat that, that kills me. He also got suspended for PED use, and we, we vilify baseball players, but Edelman, nobody even mentions it. Why is it okay for him to, 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 to do PEDs, get busted, and you guys want to send him to the Hall of Fame? I think that's BS. I, I don't think I'm, I'm necessarily saying he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, and I don't know when when he'll get in. I do think he has to be in the discussion at some point because of, of his body of work. I mean, the Hall of Fame is based off of, of your body of work, and he's had tremendous impact on a team that's had tremendous success. And a lot of his impact was in the most crucial moments. Do you value the performance in those moments? Is that special or is it or is it not special? Is it unique or is it not unique? To me, I think it's it's unique. Eric, great stuff, man. Thanks so much for joining us. Eric, really, thank you. You were re- my really coffee this morning. I'm pumped up after talking <laughs> to you. You should, you should call me every morning, then, Rob, because we need to get you more pumped up. Yes, I, I love it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, to Eric Mangini, former it. NFL right, head coach and TV analyst. Uh, all right, coming up next, Anthony Davis has been cleared to return. So, too, have Laker fans. How will it affect the league? Find out next in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I I even thought about that. Yeah, most people don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or Rent Frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. 
As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, turns out, nope, I was wrong. Because hmm. then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly, I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, oh. Paulie. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick-cut, flip-your-whole-world-upside-down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice. And you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. I'm getting upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Doug Gottlieb, Rob Parker, in for Dan and the Danettes here on the Dan Patrick Show. Frank Isola will join us next hour. Rob, did you see that they're going to let some fans back in at Staples Center and just happens to coincide with Anthony Davis being cleared to return? Yes, it's good. I love it. I'm loving to see fans back at the ballpark. As uh, you know, we've seen it in baseball some places. We saw a sold-out stadium. Did you see in Arlington, Texas, uh, Doug, for opening day? Sold out, like packed. I, it was it was a, a sight for sore eyes, uh, but yes, in the NBA, I'm happy to, to hear fans are coming back. Have you gotten the vaccination? Uh, one shot. I'm waiting for the second one. What about you? I got the I got the I got the, the, the now pause Johnson and Johnson last oh, Friday. You? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw so, it with some I, I, side effects. Right, a couple people. Yeah, it was like six people. Uh, uh, six people in like yeah. I mean, the the numbers don't suggest that they should stop it, but again, out of an abundance of caution, which is is fine. Um, okay, so did you have? How did you feel after you got your first shot? Just sore, you know, and where I got the shot, but I didn't get sick. I didn't feel any symptoms. Uh, knock on wood. Uh, I felt good. How about you? Did, did did you have any issues? Yes, I felt terrible. <laughs> did you really, Doug? Did it really? Oh like, yeah, yeah. Knock you Listen, out? I I never, I knock wood never, but I I I very 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 rarely ever get sick. See, like, I'm I, like that. Knock on wood. I'm I'm one of those people too. I, at one stretch, Doug, I think in my professional career, I might have gone like ten or twelve years without ever missing work. You know what I mean? I've, I've I never sick. missed it. I never did miss a day of work for, for being sick. Is that right? That's unbelievable. Ever. 
ever. I had, so, I had one or two. But it's also like way like what we do. Like let's not kid ourselves. Like no, that. no, we, no. All right, but you, you still have to be if your head is clogged or you don't. You know what I mean? Like there's right. or you got a bad right. head. Well, I mean, like look, Monday, I, Monday, my voice wasn't great. I could have blamed it on the shot, but it was really because I, I coached. I coached, uh, you know, like f- uh, five teams in an AU tournament. Well, I, well, you already know that that had something to do with it. That's that that, that had everything, that had everything right. to do with it. And anyway, um, so I, I blame the officials actually on on that one. Um, <laughs> but I had I had the chills, something fierce oh. uh, that night, and then I just had like a neck ache and headache for about. 24, 36 hours after the shot. And then I was, and then I was fine. I've been told that the two shot ones, the second shot is when you feel some effects and it, it varies in levels. Yeah. I've heard that, that the second one could uh, do something to you. Um, we'll see. I'm hoping, I'm hoping not, but I, I want to be totally vaccinated. But in fact, because you're a traveler, you're like a world traveler. I like just, this bought, is, this I just is, bought a ticket, Doug, yesterday. If you could believe it, I'm going to Australia in January of 2022. Uh, I've already been, but I never went to the West Coast to Perth. So that's going to be a part of the trip. But I'm going to go for about eight or nine days to Australia. My second, I went back in the 90s, like early 90s. So I haven't been there in a long time. But yeah, I want to and, and I want to go to Russia as well next year. So those nah, are my two trips. Nah. Yeah. I speak a little Russian. Um, Do you really? Yeah, I play basketball in Russian. I took a Russian tutor. I could speak a little Russian. I can understand a lot. Yeah, it was, it's, it's amazing. I'll be, your, I'll be your tour guide when to go. Don't go in winter. Yes. Don't go in winter. No, I'm not going. I'm going to go in the summer. Definitely. Right. But I like that you're going to Australia in summer in Australia, right? That, that, yes, January. That, also, that summer, yes. That, that also I, I, smart. I, I went to the Australian Open the last time I went in the 90s, so I'll probably take that in as well. And, uh, you know, to go to the uh, Opera House there in Sydney, Sydney. Darling Harbor. Have you been? You've been to Australia, right? No. You've been every, no? No. Doug, it is a must. It is. Our, their landmass is similar to ours. Not the same size. Similar. And Sydney and Perth are like New York and L.A., 3,000 miles apart on the East Coast and West Coast. You know, like, like that. Even though Perth is not L.A. It's not as glamorous of a city as say Sydney is but still I want to see it I, I want to see as much of the world as I can while I'm alive so so where do you where do you stay when you travel like are you a hostel guy are you gonna no, pop in somebody's I, house no are you gonna I'm, stay I'm, in a, a, I'm a Marriott guy I'm, I'm, I'm I need to be in a so you go all the way to Perth Australia and go stay at a at a Marriott yes I'm gonna stay at a hotel that I'm gonna feel comfortable in I've stayed at some questionable hotels you know what i mean uh, get to save I, some money when i was in college when you, when you say questionable everyone's mind starts racing in terms of questionable <laughs> yeah places so. that places that if i if i did it again i probably wouldn't stay there but you know what i mean but i was in college me and a buddy we graduated from columbia j school my buddy george smith who's in the media bit you, do you know george used to work at espn of course george smith yeah he's a great guy Great guy. George and I went to Europe after we got out of Columbia and we roughed it. We didn't have any money. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So we, we backpacked it, stayed at some cheap hotels, but we had a great time. So, yeah, I, I love to travel. Um, Anthony Davis is back with the Lakers. OK, and uh, uh, he's been cleared for full contact practice. Is this enough time for the Lakers to get their chemistry right to another championship? Yeah. Only because they played together. It's about them just being healthy, not chemistry so much 
when you have Anthony Davis and LeBron James and and a cast, you're going to have a shot. I'm not saying they're going to win a championship, Doug, but they have a shot if those guys are healthy. If either one of them is not healthy, completely healthy, they, they have no shot to win. I, I agree if they have no shot to win if either isn't healthy. I think it's interesting. You know, we, we're so dismissive of the Clippers. We're like, well, they, but they fell apart in a the bubble. They did. Uh, but I, I felt like they addressed all of their needs. And, and and here's the big thing. Like, LeBron didn't win his first year in L.A. He didn't win his first year back in Cleveland. Nope. He didn't win his first year in Miami either. Um, is that sometimes those, those super teams, that first year, you kind of got to fix it and put it together. And look, kind of similarly, LeBron changed you. coaches too, in, except for in Miami. I'm with you on this. I think the Clippers are under the radar, Doug, and they got Rondo, which is a big piece that they needed. I like the Clippers to come out of the West. I'm, uh, I'm with you. All right, uh, more on the NBA to come, including including the the Brooklyn Nets. All right, now the other side, Perth and uh, and and Sydney. All right, we'll head to Sydney. Uh, upcoming next on the Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 